Welcome to this episode of Onside Punt. It's a last chance for those teams hoping to make the playoffs. If you win, you could be out. If you lose, you could be out. There's a, it's both ways, Cad. <laughs> it is a million ways here that we could unpack this, but it is getting time. I'm Homie, and as always, I'm joined by Cad. How are you, mate? Man, I'm good, and I think reading the reports that we saw this week, it, you, you can look up on NFL, any of the matchups that are happening, it says, in the playoff contention, if you win, this is your probability of making the playoffs. If you lose, this is your probability. Now, there's one team I only saw that has 99% anyway, which is the Browns, who hasn't already clinched the playoff spot. But for majority of the teams that we see, 7 and 8, 8 and 7, we've been talking about it for weeks, it's less than 1% if they lose this week. It's just getting so tight. And this is one of their second last chance, really. Second last chance to prove it to us. I love the. I love when we get to the point in this season when anything, everything becomes mathematical chances. Yes. Like I, I've, I've said it week one, but it's like, you know, it's like I love when we're getting to the point where someone's got 12.2% chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> and it, it, it's so not dependent. <laughs> it's so not dependent on them even winning. Them winning is one step. The rest of it is like half of their division losing that week. What are the chances that it all works out for every team? I think the beauty is, though, it's like, the only thing you control is your win. So you get your win and then hope the NFL is chaos. <laughs> yeah. So we saw last week, it is chaos. And it's like, why not give yourself a chance, get the W and then hope the hope that it gets messy. It, it is it gets it messy. always good every year as well, because when you say that first team wins that game, they go and watch very closely. Every player will go and watch the game that decides if they make the playoffs or not. And my favourite thing is seeing that team tweet and thank the other team for losing just yeah. so they can get pushed through. <laughs> I feel like the NFL is one of the better ones too for like they want the other teams not to make it. Yeah. You know, like there's a there's a few teams I was like, I was reviewing the games. I was like, oh, they won't want them to win this game. They're not going to roll over. No. It's like everyone's decided where they're getting their draft pick now. They're happy to knock some teams out of the finals. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've got some big news coming up this episode and, Players returning and big matchups, and we've got a Sunday game which we're going to get to, which is exciting. Sunday Australia time, but should we start off, homie, with the biggest headline? Yeah, we've got to go. I'm ready. Let's right. dive into it. So, okay, let's start with this because for the past kind of few weeks, you and I have been discussing a few issues with Broncos. Seemingly, Russell and Sean Payton haven't been in love, and I, a couple of weeks ago, Sean was just screaming at Russell on the sideline, something that wasn't his fault, and. Recently, he has had a bit more of an issue. We said last episode, I believe, that you know he got a question oh, in the press conference. you were vibing this. You've been vibing this one full on. Yeah, I'm just feeling it. I feel it. something's not quite right at the Broncos because Russell Wilson was asked at the end of the last game, do you think that you have a future here at the Broncos or what do you think that looks like? And I thought, weird question to ask. Next day, article pops up sent by Holmey. Russell Wilson benched. And backup Jared Stidham is going to take his place. Now, we love Jared Stidham, and we're going to talk about him, I assume, in the review, because we saw him play as a backup for the Raiders. But this seemed really weird to me, homie, and there's a lot more into this story than we thought. This is where the we're getting to the brutal part of the NFL, isn't it? Because it's like, not only the articles, the articles that flowed after the benching was potentially cut, potentially cut before the end of the season now. Yeah, in like theories until- were like, you know, coaches and getting along. Like, obviously, they're a personality mismatch. As you've noticed, Sean Payton's a grumpy old oh, man and yeah. Russell's a... He's very optimistic, like overly optimistic in the face of losing. And I, he reminds me of my old coach when who was from Minnesota for basketball. 
And when we're players were like our team wasn't doing so well, I'd be like, oh, bad luck, guys, bad luck. He's like, it's not bad luck. You guys aren't trying hard enough. And I think that's, Whoa. that's Whoa. Russell Wilson Whoa. to Sean Payton, I feel. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I was like, it's just a common expression trying to lift the spirits. Um, but further, further news has come out here. And this is from insider Jordan Schultz from Bleacher Report. And basically, the threat here is the Broncos threatened to bench Russell Wilson weeks ago if he didn't remove his injury guarantees. So if he does stay and gets injured... Wilson gets $37 million in guarantees for 2025. So if he hits IR at all, he gets paid out big time. Now, the Broncos approached Wilson two days after their October 29 upset win over the Chiefs and told him he would be made inactive for the rest of the season if he did not adjust his contract and defer the injury guarantee trigger date that he has for 2025. He's going to get about $35 million next year regardless if he's chopped from this team, but they're just trying to remove the chance of that extra $37 million. It's a lot going on here, homie. What are your thoughts on this initially? Oh, it just feels dirty. Like, it it's, like, it's funny the timing too because it's like they get the upside winner, the Chiefs, and then they get a playoffs potential, right? Yep. And it's like it's gone quiet. And now they've, <laughs> you know, I think they're 7.6% chance of making it now. So they've gone, nah, that's math- math- mathematically against us. Yep. Let's go review that contract again and let's see if we can cut it up. Like I've read a few, it's a mis- misleading in sort of what they're going to, what they would actually make out of this cutting. It's like 1.6 saving or something. 1.6 million saving potentially once they've actually had to pay the contracts out. Yeah. It's a bit confusing. I don't really, it's the, I don't enjoy it about the NFL. It's like AFL, NFL, you're sort of used to players playing out a season, not getting to two games away from the end of it and saying, all the best, mate. We'll see you. See you around. And I hate to quote like spirit of the game or spirit of the deal, really, because the fact is he signed this for a reason. You've agreed to it, and then you guys have known you've had the finger on the trigger the whole time. You're like, well, we can just sit him on the bench. Now, why would you want to do that, really? In I guess when you're signing the contract, you think, well, they'll never do that. Why would they? But they want to play hardball. They don't care about keeping him there. It's a mess. It really disappoints me, I feel. Like, why is this happening to Russell? <laughs> I'm just picturing, picturing myself, like, if I'm in the meeting room with Russell, and he was, if he's still overly positive in those meetings. <laughs> Guys, we don't have to, we don't don't have to talk about like this. Don't it's fine. It. It's 37 he million. Did, he did release a friends. tweet being like, God will save me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> the reality is he's got the he's got the flexi. He's got the advantage. It's like, and now I guess the Broncos, over to you. Let's see how brutal you are. Yeah. I, hate to be, I don't like to be... I'd, this is where I'd be interested to talk to a Broncos fan to see how they feel about it because it it'd leave a dirty taste in your mouth. He's tried hard for them. Like he's done as he's well as he can. We've said he's been one of the best parts of that offense consistently yeah. throughout the years. He's not playing badly at all, and his stats are still stand up for themselves. Yeah, so maybe message in if you're a Broncos fan and let us know what yeah. you think because it is, it is brutal there for Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Yeah, so we'll uh, keep you guys updated on that story. I'm sure there's a lot more to come out since oh, you know, yeah. there's there was already come. five different headlines in the first you know 24 hours of this one, but we'll keep it going. Homie, what else have you got in the news? Well, Sam Howes, he's been replaced. Our oh. official onside punk quarterback no. is very sad. <laughs> so he's been benched. He's going to be – we're going to go Jacoby Brissett starting now. He's been – I must say, you can't you can't deny this one. This is well worth it here because he's every time he's come on, he's produced a lot more than Sam Howell over the last <laughs> probably two games, I think, maybe yeah. even three if we stretch it back a bit. 
No real controversy here. So Jacoby Brissett will finish out probably the season here for the Commanders, but where Sam Howe goes from here, not really sure, Gad. Not you, really sure. Do you feel any responsibility for onside punt possibly cursing the Commanders in Sam Howe's career? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many factors I've brought into this that <laughs> I've actually I've, I've DM'd him on Instagram <laughs> just to apologise, but he hasn't responded, so... Little, little. We'll see if he if he gets a lot, but I guess he's got a lot of emotion to walk through at the moment. So, Sam, if you're without a job, we could always use a third host to split up the work. That'd be great. That'd be great. Or we're looking for a marketing that admin. If, yeah. You know, free of charge. If that's okay. <laughs> I'll DM him again. Yeah. I'll DM him again. <laughs> Give him a job. <laughs> and then another little weird story out of the Packers here, Cad. Mm. Don't know if you've picked it up, but they've suspended Jair Alexander. Now, no, you're no, thinking. Yeah, why? 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 Yeah. You're thinking on is field? He... Was there a fight? No, no, it's a club suspension here, Kat. Oh. So a club suspension. So he has gone absolutely rogue last week, and he's gone out to the coin toss. Okay. And he's like, they have a rotating captains thing, so yeah. three players go out. But he just said, "I'm. It's it's my. I grew up here. I'm going out here. Oh, it's my home. Goes yeah, okay. out there, takes the takes the coin toss. They flip the coin." And he says this. So he, he, the way he said it was, we want to be on defense. Now, that could mean, could in mean, the ref's opinion, it could mean anything. <laughs> yeah, but in, in terms of what a ref could determine that is, is they don't get the ball in the second half. They just defense both times. So they oh. kick it. Yeah. So the wording apparently is quite, this is something to, I got to look into a bit more and I'll probably give you an update for the next episode. But this is like, the wording you could actually defer it twice or something, so you don't actually get the ball at all. And and, and the refs went on that. No, so luckily oh. they talked to the coach before the game, and he told them what they would do if they win the toss. So they interpreted <laughs> it correctly. But the club's like, like you know, and this game was so close. If you remember it yeah, as well, yeah. it would have cost them the game basically. So he's now been suspended. Club suspension. So he'll miss a game. He'll he's the highest paid safety in the in the game at the moment yeah I was gonna and say, he's, he's not had a good season he's been all over the shop and it's a lovely story to track here so i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this one all the way to the postseason again oh i love the nfl <laughs> just put so him in timeout you know it doesn't much matter for the packers he's established he's I, all good i think he's the, all good. the soundboard has a life of its own i say the packers it just starts <laughs> playing the train <laughs> All right, let's move it on. We're doing things a little bit different this week. We're going to mix up the order of how we review week 17. Now, homie, we enjoyed our Christmas special, of course, for many reasons. But what we found is we really enjoyed doing the quick games, the ones that don't have as much at stake at this end of the season, that might be a little bit one-sided. No doubt there'll be interesting games when we see them but it allows us to spend more time on what really matters and the bigger game. So we're going to start off with a quick round here for the first few games of the week. I'm going to kick off with Browns versus Jets. Now, by the time this episode comes out, the game will be underway. So it won't be much help for you. So, Holmey, I just want a prediction from you from Browns versus Jets. It will be 24 to 13 Browns. Oh. Flacco would have thrown 300 plus and two intercepts. <laughs> two intercepts, okay. Amari Cooper goes for 100 plus. 100 plus. Oh, geez. All right. I wasn't even planning to do something like that. Okay. I'm thinking Browns win uh, 25 to 10. 
Don't know how the five gets in there. We'll see. Uh, 25 to 10. And Flacco throws 250 yards, three interceptions. Amara Cooper gets 70 plus yards. All right. All right. I like it. <laughs> but it should be an interesting one. That's defense against defense. But the Browns just have an offense there. And the Jets, I don't know, despite putting up big numbers in some games, I just don't think they're going to take it to the Browns, but we'll see. I know it's supposed to be quick, but the Browns have a lot of hype at the moment, right? Oh, my like, God. Everyone's MVP people Joe Flacco, he, You know, it's Russell Wilson, Joe Flacco headlines all the way through it. Yeah, so I saw like, some people talking about, like, what happens if the Browns clinch the number one seed? Oh, <laughs> oh, too far. Yeah. Too far. Pull it back a bit. Pull it's, it back It's probable. Bit. It's probable. I like it. I do like it. Well, I'm rolling on to the Bears versus Falcons. Falcons still have a little bit of skin in this game, Cad. Obviously, they're holding on for dear life. It, it's based on Tampa Bay losing, so you got to get the W. But the Bears are probably not one you want to face right now. This is a real tight game here. I do think, I do feel if the Falcons turn up like they did last week, <laughs> please, please play that style again and they get the W here. But if they don't, the Bears will get them. So it's a style battle here. Yeah. I've got the Falcons reproducing again. Ooh, the style right. they had. Yep. I've taken the Falcons. Please, Falcons. If not, I'm coming for you, coach. I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's so frustrating because 100% the Falcons, I think, are the better team. But you just don't know if what if they're yeah, going to play the way they should. Oh, they're running up. Well, no, as soon as if Bijan's on the field and he gets burnt, we're just go home. I'm going to go home. I'm going to make a, a near game time decision on this one. But, you know, if the Falcons play the way that they should, they should smash this game, you know, if they play like last week. All right, we're moving over to the Eagles versus Cardinals. Now, the Eagles, very grateful now that their rough slew of games is over. They're recovering and looking for this kind of easy win against the lower-class birds here. Now, that number one playoff berth is exactly what they're focusing on. I'm staying wary, though. I don't know if you remember this from the last season, Tommy, but in Week 17 and particularly Week 18, teams with nothing to lose love to just surprise and attack teams who are going for one number one seed or a number one division title. And I'm just worried it's going to happen at some point. So I'm keeping my eye out. There's no reason the Cardinals should beat the Eagles, but these things happen in the NFL. Only notes I got for the Cardinals here is just hold on for dear life, really. I think the Eagles should uh, clock this win and move it on. Yeah, I'm with you, Cad. Eagles all the way. Let's get it done. Now, moving on to a team at very different points in the season here. We've got the Jags and the Panthers. Obviously, Panthers, worst team in the competition this year, mm-hmm. comfortably running in the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But they're starting to create a little bit of form. They're looking for like that wh- third win. What does four mean for the Panthers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know, but it's it's Bryce Young showing us that he's a player. Last week, he's coming off his best game, over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Creates a bit of a threat against a Jags team that, ooh, they have been hard to watch the last four games, Cad. Trending down is all Trending I can think, way think about down. It. And, it, and it's, you know, I can't see a saviour in sight. To be honest, when they were doing all right early in the season, it didn't look dominant or pretty. There was a couple of games where you thought, oh, Travis ATN's just killing it. Trevor can't miss. He's still taking a lot of sacks. Their O-line's not great still. I'm nervous right now about the Jags coming up against the Panthers. They don't feel healthy. No. They don't feel healthy at all. They're on a four-game losing streak. You know, it's getting to the – it's the business end of the season and they don't look like they're in business class. Like, they (laughs) they are really struggling to get in. Yeah, they're really struggling. And I just – this is the win to have. I do see them winning this game. Trevor Lawrence is questionable. I don't think it even matters. They should still get the win. Bryce Young – 
he's he's looking for an upset win. They are oh, yeah. they got no problem with getting a win. So Panthers, I would love to turn it over to you, but I can't do it. Jags for the win. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, the Jags are also in tight contention for their a- a- AFC South division right now, all tied up. So and I'm gonna, I'm gonna little little one here for the Jags, my nephew who was gonna come on the episode, but he's too upset at how the form of the Jags and he didn't know how to articulate. <laughs> it, he basically just said. Can you please win? I'm sick of this losing. So what's, your, what's your nephew's that. name? Jackson. Jackson, we'd love to have you on to talk Jags, good or bad. You just tell us your feelings. That's what we he want. He said, please get to the playoffs because everyone else in the house is in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> well, written for you there, Jackson. For Jacksonville, is that why? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, good Spot man. on. Good yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> All right, moving it on to another one-sided battle here, the Commanders versus the 49ers. Now, Commanders without Sam Howe, as we noted in the news. Jacoby's coming in. Oh, it's just, come on. It's the 49ers against the Commanders. What do you want me to say here? I think 49ers, similar boat to the Eagles. I say upset. That's <laughs> what I want you to say. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do. I'd love to, but I, I can't. Uh, yeah, 49ers, same boat as the Eagles here. They want an easy win. It's all tied up in the NFC number one seed. So, poor Commanders, just hold on for dear life. And maybe, maybe Jacoby surprises us. Who knows? I am, I am very interested to see how hard the 49ers come back here. I want to see, like, if they're a ruthless team. Like, if they come back and, like, I'm going to stomp this team now because we looked pretty embarrassed last week. Well, that's what they're all talking about in the media. It's basically Brock Purdy has one pass that he loves to do, which is a screen pass. And one team just thought, well, what if we just look for a screen pass and intercept it? <laughs> Maybe the commanders will do the same. <laughs> oh, the analytics of this game are incredible, aren't they? <laughs> Took them 17 games to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Texans versus the Titans in a good game here, Cad. But uh, for the love of the game, CJ Stroud has been cleared of concussion yes. protocols. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so I've now, I take a breath, I look back into this game, and I just go, Texans. Texans. Like, I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm happy to do it. But we've also we've had we've had a live game here not too long ago. I think they knocked each other off. Um, they played each other a couple of weeks ago, so it went nineteen to sixteen, and this was the start of the CJ Stroud non era. All right, Texans, I've got one note for you here: do not let Hopkins do what Amara Cooper did to you, and you've got this game in the bag. <laughs> if yeah, you, yeah, that's very fair. There is one factor in this game, and it's like do not give up those yards because. Anyone will lose that game. I think they get the winning formula here, Cad, and they keep the pressure on the Colts and the Jags moving into the playoff season. Get it done, Texans. I want you. I want the excitement back, and I want Cad wearing that hat. Yeah, now I can wear my hat, which is exciting. I want that hat on. That was the game that uh, Devin Singletary just went on a tear as well, so they might just be pushing him to keep going and carry this game for them. Moving on. Packers versus Vikings in... I I don't know what, how to feel about this oh, matchup. This is, I'm glad you got this game. It's a toughie. <laughs> it's toughie. So, but we do have a bit of context. Last game they played eight weeks ago, the Vikings won twenty-four to ten. So, whomever loses this game, by the way, loses all their chance of going to the playoffs. The only difference between that game and this game is Kirk Cousins was playing. Then they had Nick Mullins, who was looking good. He threw for four hundred and eleven yards, but also did a Purdy had four intercepts last week, so they've benched him now. And Jaron Hall is starting. I haven't seen enough from Jaron Hall. I don't think anyone has to provide you much comfort. Uh, and I think this could be a bit closer this week. You also noted to it, homie, the Packers kind of a team of two halves. Either they're on or they're completely off. There's a 
one side we love to see, which is when that offense is rolling. I'm going to go the Packers here, uh, oddly enough, even though I am a little bit worried about how Jaron Hall will play. It might be good or bad, but I'm going to go Packers here and expect the best from them. The Jaron Hall thing confused me a little bit because I was pretty comfortable going to the Vikings with Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know he, me too. he's bad for intercepts, but I, I was like, he was putting up enough and just Justin Jefferson, you give him enough, you're going to put yourself in a game. It actually, it throws me off quite a lot. I still was sitting with the Vikings now, but I'm going to check in just to see how they've sort of that final list and what we've got there. Cause it really, this could be a cracking game. This it one. really could be. And actually, if the Packers do win this game, there you go with a 56% chance of winning the playoffs. Oh, sorry, getting into the playoffs. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so this is this is a game where it's like preparation will be everything, right? Oh, like yeah. this is a game where the coach gets one of these teams up and we know the Vikings like to start well. They always start well, yeah. but can the Packers stay in it? long enough to give himself a chance. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, Ooh. and a rival, rivalry game. The Packers, yeah, uh, so true, Minnesota true. and Wisconsin, not too far from each other and long history there. What's the last game of the quick round, homie? The Bills, uh, we've got the Bills and the Pates. Yeah, Bills and the Pats. Hey. Not the Pates. <laughs> you sound like selling Pates, peanuts at the game. <laughs> yeah, get your, get your Pats here. Get your Pats because they're done here. Now, we've got the six seed Buffalo Bills at the moment, the AFC six seed. Basically, the team riding high after a great win, upset win last week um, against the Broncos. I don't see it repeating itself, but the Bills weren't their normal offense in the last game against the Chargers. I'm going to put that down to just being a bit lazy against a low team <laughs> and probably didn't expect the Chargers to come out, but they should have because <laughs> they're fired, got coach. Uh, they're fired, they're coached. They're fired, they're coached. They're they're fired, they're they're coached. fired got coached. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wonder what you. Allen has not gone over... 200 yards in the last five out of six games here. Oh, interesting. It's okay. been a big change in their style and their their success is they're going to the running game. Last week, they were a bit off because they were dropping the ball in the running game. So it's like there's a few fumbles and it turned it over. But just the one to watch there. Um, just enjoying that. But Buffalo, they're a top 10. Oh, sorry, they're a top five defense. Wow. So I expect them to get this game done. I am enjoying Zappi, but I don't see him putting up enough against this. And who knows? I'll probably bench him knowing the, the flavor of the month. The Patriots just... <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, the Patriots just get me confused sometimes because I think that they are a disruptor in their own way, that they can game plan well and their defense can actually shut down and find weaknesses. And I think that's Bill's strength. But I just don't know if the personnel has enough to match up with a Bill's team that could be on. When you see the Pats play well, it's he has the formula to beat any team. Mm. Bill Bilicek does. He knows how to beat a ball. Mm. Like he's had so much time in this game. He knows the styles, but it's whether Especially the players can team, play it. Like the Bills. Like we've seen this exact team pretty much play for about three years now. Yeah, exactly right. So he'll match up very well, but I just can't see the Bills dropping this when it's so important and their defense is too strong. All right, Cad, we're headed into the middle stuff? Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting segment. That was just a a fill-in heading I put in our spreadsheet. (laughs) All right, send in your names for this segment. It's the not crap stuff, but not the best stuff. So (laughs) what's that? Mm, mm, That could be. What meal of the day is that? Lunch. Yeah, Yeah, lunch, lunch, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's head into the lunch segment here. We've got the Chiefs (laughs) and the Bengals. Now, the Chiefs. You can't blame the refs. There was no bad calls. Nothing nothing against the vibe of the game. <laughs> nothing the Chiefs, not in the was, spirit. <laughs> no, nah, it was no spirit. Nothing at all. 
your offense lost you the game last week against the Raiders. And Mahomes, you're a big part of that problem now. Usually. It's not it's not your receivers. Uh, he has not gone for last four games. He's been under ninety percent passer rating, which has never been before in his career. He's up to fourteen intercepts for the whole season. Again, unheard for him in this season. I don't know, Cad. The Bengals they could really turn up. That I think the thing here now is you come in thinking you can beat the Chiefs, and that's a bad. You ne- the Chiefs were unbeatable at the start of the season. Yeah, they are a different team now. It's not a narrative. It's not a. It's not a patch of form. It's not anything else. Now, they are poor in their offense, and it's a chance to knock them off and keep your players alive. It is. It is Jake Browning, man. Like he he did slump last week, as we talked about. But I'm kind of putting it down to yes, when we get new quarterbacks in, they have a quick high burst and then they have a little down period. But I'm expecting some consistency from Jake here, and I'm a bit nervous for the Chiefs and. We're so hesitant to let go of them, aren't we? We're so hesitant to be like, bet against them, tip against them, and be like, no, 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 they're not the same. Because they could just bounce back at any minute. That's the problem, and you expect them to. And it's like, we've grown to learn this team. You know, what was my quote? You can't beat them twice. And I had to redo that one. Can't beat them three times. (laughs) Didn't happen, but this is a twice now. And it's like, oh, that's the thing they can do. Yeah. And the Bengals have a lot of skin in this game. Their season is on the line. They have a lot to play for. It's a rivalry, and, for sure. Yeah. And the offense for the Chiefs can fall apart at any point. So how do you how do you actually pick this game? It's hard. My brain just keeps telling me, go Chiefs, go Chiefs, go Chiefs. They'll turn it, they'll turn it. It's the business end, as we said. I don't know if they're riding in business class at the moment, Cad. Yeah, I, I'm very, very tempted to go Bengals here. Like, I'm going to go have another look at the Bengals game. I want to see exactly what went wrong with Jake Browning last week. But he's the key to unlocking this Bengals offense to throw on them. But re- oh, maybe that's not true, actually. The key is, to, to, do the Chiefs sort their crap out? And That's like, the thing. They're it, on it, tilt right now. Yeah, you're betting against the team not turning up, which is hard to do. And yeah. it's a... But Jamar Chase is throwing some fuel on the fire. I've got a, I don't know the exact quote, but all I know is that he's he's throwing slings at the old chiefies. So uh, we're getting fiery. Uh, I can't you, wait for this If you remember game. the AFC title games or the playoff games yeah. the, every week, you know there's the, bad blood here. There is bad definitely blood here. no late hits, Bengals. Just remember that from no late hits on Patrick oh, Mahomes. Do you reckon they played that in their review tape before the game? <laughs> oh, no. mm. Mm. oh dear, what are you going here, homie? I'm sitting with the Chiefs until I see final lineups. I want to see if Bengals can put together their best team that they've got available. Yep. But it's Chiefs until I can see that. Fair enough. Very fair enough. All right. We're going over to the Bucks versus Saints. And homie, this could be a big moment for us. This could be the game that ends all conversation about the NFC South. If the Bucks win this game against the Saints, they clinch the NFC South title. Get a first-class ticket to the playoffs. Bucks are on a hot streak. Four consecutive wins. Late-season burst here. Eyes are on the prize. Coming against the third team in their division, who has struggled most weeks to kind of get anything moving on offense. It's a bit of an ideal matchup here because the defense for the Bucks has been so excellent. If the Saints lose this game, they have no chance of making the playoffs. This is to keep any fantasy of playoffs for the Saints alive. Even though they're third in the NFC South, don't forget they've actually been doing things on offense. In the past four weeks, they've scored 28 points twice, 24 against the Giants. Kind of balance here. I know you want to go Bucks with me, homie, but do you think the Saints are 
in a chance to fight back and kind of annoy us again so we have to keep talking about this div. The flavour of this div is that the Saints will beat them 40 to zip. Like, that's the flavour of this. <laughs> but I've, I've grown in confidence with the Buccaneers. I feel like they've got a style that is holding up. Give me the Bucs win. Let's say goodnight to this division. Yep. And we can put it to bed. I, I'm going the Bucks here. Let's get it done. We, I'm you just, we just want a ragingly dominant victory. I don't want it. You know, we usually say, I just want a good game. I don't want a good game. I just want them to thump the NFC South title. Just take it. Yeah, I can't wait. And then I can't wait for the burning of the car jerseys on oh, the same no. side of the fence because I can imagine that's all that's going to happen. No, you're right. Oh, yeah. Gosh. But I did. Here's one for you. Don't do that. I did see people, instead of doing that, they were writing car for sale, you know, on the back <laughs> of the jersey. Like, and it was a used, no, used car for sale. So just do that instead. That was much classier. I like that a lot. So don't go lowbrow. That's good. <laughs> I'm rolling on to the Seahawks versus the Steelers here. And uh, was it just a miracle for Christmas, Kat? <laughs> or oh, are the Steelers alive again under a new QB? And then an offense that can target George Pickens. Oh, I don't know. Mason Rudolph, man. You know, does the, does the dream come past Christmas Day? This is an interesting matchup, right? Like, these are two teams in that annoying bracket. Like, they are, they are perfectly balanced here. I can't really define which team I think is better mm. in terms of because they've got their positives and negatives. The Seahawks have been consistently average the I would, whole that's season. That's exactly how I see them, yeah. The Steelers, on the other hand, will do the weirdest things. You Like, they're not a good team to me. Like, they're not a good team. They Last week was a great win. They seemed ready and they performed. The previous times, they've just scraped through with a unnecessary win it's like how did you even win that they make me nervous all day i've got the seahawks here just out of pure i just feel like they're a more consistent more balanced team yeah yeah but i think it was a flash in a pan last week i don't know for the steelers but i guess we'll have to see if they can get them primed again they can go again right I'm going Steelers on this one because, you know, why not? It's week 17. Let's give them some give them some credit. They keep flipping these wins. Seahawks, I guess, you can't name one dynamic part of their offense. I think they're both teams of grit, uh, hardworking, old-style coaching. I like the Steelers, and I want to ride on the theory that Mason Rudolph, being a good quarterback, unlocks something for the Steelers' offense. Now, George Pickens' stats last week, I don't think they're going to be repeated. They're kind of one in a million but I think there's a challenge here. I don't think it'll be an easy game. Seahawks are at home, though. That's right. Yeah, that's where you put the balance. Mm, they they seemingly play a lot better at home. That 12th man vibe yep. really gets them going. Both teams still have a good chance of playoffs. Seahawks obviously a lot higher. Mm-hmm. They're currently the seventh seed in the NFC. So I see them like more skin in the game. But the Steelers, they're going to love disrupting this time of year, don't they? And they're, they're just, looking for that winning uh, winning season to keep yeah. that, that record going for Mike. So there's a lot in this game. I really, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going the Seahawks. You go the Steelers. We'll meet in the middle and we'll see a tie. <laughs> That's the last thing we need at this week 17. Oh, you can imagine we, we're due one. We're due yeah, one. We're due one. one. <laughs> All right. I'm moving it on to... A tough pick here, and I think a fun game that this could end up being. It could be messy, but I think it's going to be a great time. Colts versus Raiders. Now, Colts offense stumbled last week. They're tied up in the AFC South with the Jags and the Texans. 
all eight and seven and in the hunt. Their offense, I think, needs to just pick it back up. We know that they can do this. We know that they can outscore the Raiders' offense. Like, yes, the Raiders beat the Chiefs, but Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass for three quarters. The defense of the Raiders won them that game. Their offense doesn't have much to put out there, despite what we saw, what they did to the Chargers that one week. I'm going to go Colts in this one, but I think it's a fun matchup. And what do you, do you think so? I struggle with this matchup because they're two very different styles. Mm. And it's like the Colts have played this bang or bust style this whole season and I was not enjoying it at the start. I got on board and I'm starting to see a little crack again. And it's like, oh, <laughs> stay alive for me, Colts. The Raiders, they're strong. They're just strong. And they just, they can't knock, you can't knock them off. That's the weird thing about the Raiders. I don't think there's any sort of game that they won't put themselves in a chance to win it. And the Colts, are kind of the opposite. They need to put those points on the board. I really, I want Colts for the narrative because I want them to stay alive in this competition, but I do feel like the Raiders are a good chance of taking this one, Kate. Well, if the Raiders, the, well, the best thing about the Raiders is their defensive line, and there's no doubt about that they're a sack machine, but if they get to Gardner, okay, we're in a bit of trouble here. It's a bit of a problem for the Colts to pull it off. Is Michael Pittman back for this game? That's something I just want to check right yeah, now. Yeah, that is one we do need to check. Let's have a little glance. The other thing is here as well, it's like the Colts didn't handle the blitz overly well last week. I think um, Gardner Minshew was like 50% under pressure. And it was like, we didn't see that normal carefree kind of carefree kind of Gardner Minshew. And they kind of looked like they were throwing a bit. But yes, those injuries have been impactful for the for the Colts. Have you checked if he's in? Uh, yeah, we've got, well, they've called it a concussion in the Indianapolis Colts injury report, which is something Ooh, I don't know if what's, Michael Pittman wrote it himself. Um, yeah, currently not listed to play still on the injury report, so keep an eye out for that one. That could really turn the difference here. It's more the Raiders not being able to score is my concern. That's the hardest thing because you, that's where and you, those two different styles. Mm. So it's like, can you hold the Colts to 13 plus? You know, not if they're slinging it and if Pittman plays, they're a big way home, right? Yeah, they're a big way He's home. been their form player for the season, but it's a good game, really good game. All right, I'm going to Giants versus Rams. Ooh-wee. I'm not even going to talk about the Giants because I love talking about the Rams. We've got Everett, <laughs> Cooper Cup, we've got... I forgot the others. Tyron Williams, nah. Stafford, Pukunakua. Nah, Pukunakua. <laughs> There's only four players to worry about. Who was the guy we added last week? I've already forgotten his name. Uh, Robinson. Yep. They're going to put on a show and keep their playoff hopes alive. You reckon this is the one? I think the Giants, you know, pain in the bum, but I put the Rams in this middle stuff, the lunch section, as you called it earlier, because it's always a throw show. It should be good fun. Just trying to think who is starting for the Giants these days. Well, Tommy's gone. That's the other factor. He was he was the shining light for the Giants, and now he's gone. They've got no personality again for me. Yeah, is it Tyrod Taylor? I think Tyrod Taylor coming in here. So it should be an interesting one, but I think the Rams should take this. But expect the Giants to actually give it a bit of fight. It could be in there. I think any in this period, you can everyone will go bang or bust. I think like there's not going to be a lot of maybe except for the Raiders grind it. Yeah, it's like and all the other old coaches they'll grind it, but. A lot of them are just going to try and show their best players, right? And I think it's like this is a game where the Giants could show something, but I think the Rams have been in such good form the last month. They've really got to keep this going, and they they got a true chance of making the finals here. So 
There's a Let's lot of stories. There's a lot of stories going on. Like we've talked about the Browns and uh, ascending kind of coaches and something out of nothing teams. But Sean McVay, I feel, you know, maybe he's already gotten the credit. That's why people aren't giving it to him since the Super Bowl. But he's not being talked enough, I think, about how well he's done with this damn team. Yeah, it needs to be talked about. I don't even hear him in the coach of the year vibes, but like this is an amazing turnaround for this team so quickly. Two years. And they're just producing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and, and they're just a weapon, and I'd be worried to come up against them in the playoffs. However, let's move on to our last game of this segment. I've put in here the Broncos versus Chargers, and I only put this in here because of all the controversy that's going on. Jarrett Stidham is in, and as I alluded to in the news, we got to see Jarrett Stidham when he was the backup for the Raiders behind, I believe, Derek Carr. So when Carr went out, we saw Jarrett play for a couple of games, and he looked the goods, Good. homie. And we've been waiting to watch him all season. It's a last hope effort here. And I'm kind of wary of, you know, I think I've mentioned it before, the unknown quarterback. We haven't seen him play this season. The unknown quarterbacks that have come up this year and gotten wins on their debut. Mason Rudolph has won. uh, Tommy DeVito, Tyson Bajant, Will Levis, Jake Browning, Josh Dobbs, Trevor Simeon. I'm sure there's more. But this could be a shock to the system to unleash a bit more of the Broncos' offense if Russell is actually a problem here. Now, we know from the story he is actually being benched for different reasons, but do you think there is more potential in the Broncos' offense? This one is a bit harder because I would I would assume Russell has been taking all of the snaps of training, though. Yeah. A lot of the thing is, like, when these these quarterbacks come in, they haven't had a lot of rotation. Like, Jake Browning... Bajan, they all got going pretty quickly and then they've, they've dropped off straight away. It's a nice little two to three game burst, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, surely this is an emotive game. This is, a, I start to see this as an emotive game. Surely the Chargers, they would love division rival. Mm-hmm. Surely they want to finish their season as well. It's like, it, it has got a lot of flavor in this one. I'm responding it really hard to analyze. We, like you said, we've got a rookie quarterback or a fresh quarterback for yep. the season. And it's just like, I can't tell if they can put it up. Because the thing they've been poor with is putting up points. Yeah. The defense has been keeping them in the game. The running game keeps them in the game. And then they get a lazy little little touchdown on the side with a little error. Is Stidham going to be that flavor as well? Oh, it is a hard and, one. And they're put. up against the Chargers, who, as we know, <laughs> God knows what they're doing. They actually played well against the Bills last week. I actually enjoyed seeing them play. Easton Stick used his legs. Yes, as we noted, all of their points came from field goals. Can they do enough to get in the Broncos' heads and I don't rush Jarrett Stidham? This might be a field goal fest. I one. think it might be, yeah. That's why yeah. I put Cameron Decker in my fantasy lineup this week. Ooh. Mm. Hit the train. Hit the train? Hit the train. Oh, This is a genuine train wreck. <laughs> we might end another one here. <laughs> oh, this could be bad. Let's check that out. I'm just going. I've got to pick the Chargers just because I can. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't think they'll win. I think the Broncos will win. But um, for my personal tipping, I'm going to take the Chargers here just for, just for fun because for it fun. is a good. It is a good game. It'd be a good game. I have really liked Jared Stidham ever since I've seen him, and I really want him to do well. And God, you know I love yeah, the that's Chargers. True. We do want him to. But the Chargers. I don't want them to win a game. But if they beat this, if they beat the Broncos and the Raiders beat the Colts. The Raiders' playoff chances go up exponentially, and it's it's I if I had to pick any other rival to make it into the playoffs in our division, I wanted the Raiders to do it. 
I think we're very similar. We have a lot in common. <laughs> we've both lost coaches. We're both not mm. performing how we're meant to be. Let's go, Chargers. Give them a run for their money. All right, now we're back to the good stuff. The headliners, homie, and we've got two very, very, very big games. A very exciting NFC matchup and a very exciting AFC matchup. I'm going to kick off with a game that we're getting on our Sunday, 12.15pm. That is New Year's Eve. So before you settle in, you're going off to your parties or whatever, kick back on the couch. Stay hydrated. Watch this game because I think this is going to be a monster matchup. Cowboys are playing at home again, homie, which I think is the main proponent of what we're seeing in this game. They are 7-0 and at home. They're coming up against the Lions, who are actually being better and better and better. They're seemingly turning things up, and the Cowboys are trending down. What are your theories here? Do you have any gut feelings about this game? My pure gut feeling is the Lions win. Really? I don't know why. I, it's not based on any analytics. It's just a pure vibe of the coaches, like the momentum of this part of the season. I'm really starting to pick up some genuine vibes in terms of preparation for this time of year. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, but they're back home. So <laughs> then my brain starts to think, Cowboys at home, they're such a different team at home. They are so good at home. They put up the points. I think they average, what, 40 points at home, yep. if not if not more. And they just consistently perform in front of their, you know, their controlled conditions at home. And then the Lions on travelling, I start to go back towards the Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb put up over 100 last week. He's looking great. He's an outstanding six weeks. And I just think back to form for the Cowboys. They'll keep us in that flavor of, oh, they're a great team. Here we go to the playoffs. But it's <laughs> a, it is a great matchup here, Cad. I'm still concerned about the Lions. And you know I love this team. But I look at their victories of late and it's, you know, just beating the Vikings. They did smash the Broncos, but then they also lost to the Bears. And then they only just beat the Saints. It, it, there's not dominance here but they do find ways to win they're an aggressive team they've got better heart I feel when the Cowboys go down the Cowboys go down pretty damn hard I think at home with this matchup I really want to go Lions but I think the Cowboys are so dominant and I'm not convinced the Lions can actually continue to beat a big big team I think the the factor I keep putting on the Cowboys is their run game it just seems obsolete this year like I can't see it and I think you look at Jameer Gibbs like the performance he's putting up and you think, can they, can the Lions turn this into a running game? Can we put this on the ground and keep it out of the hands of Dak and yeah. the Dak and Goff show? Yeah. You know take, what I mean? Take like, can we get, clock. Yeah. Can we run, can they control the clock? Can they control the vibe of this game where it's like, you don't let Dak get a run. And then the, when they push, when the Cowboys seem to push the envelope, they seem to struggle that little bit. So, again, that sort of front-running sort of vibe. Can the Lions change this game to suit their style? And we see that running game just take over. And I don't know. I like, I like the matchup. I like the matchup. My issue is I'm just looking at their previous games as well. And the last Titan they versed was probably eight weeks ago against the Ravens, where it was 38-6. to And before that was the opening game with the Chiefs. Beyond that, it's been a spread of Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Raiders... I've just not seen a test here and I'm kind of concerned to see them going into the playoffs but be absolutely flattened by an NFC opponent. I'm going to go Cowboys here, but I'm hoping for a really gritty and I think a tough matchup. 
Yeah, I was still, because of the home factor, it's hard to move away from the Cowboys. They're just a different team at home. I'm sitting with the Cowboys, but don't be, don't be, don't be scared to go late on the lines yeah, here. Yeah. I'm going to have a little check in late just to oh. see if they're, you know, I like them. I like the vibe. I think this is a good matchup. I think this is a really good matchup, but, but we'll see a lot out of these two teams. And I can't wait for it, but let's move on to, I think this has to be the game of the weekend if it, if it matches up here, Cud. <laughs> got the Ravens versus the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. We have the AFC top seed and the AFC second top seed. This will be both coming off season-defining wins last week, Cud. We had the Ravens who went to San Fran, stole all the presents and left behind and left being in the number one in the NFL and left with the number one quarterback in the NFL who is in the big conversation for the MVP. We're all just <laughs> we all just wanted to be competitive last week and they've embarrassed the 49ers again. <laughs> it is hard to see what this team has created this season and not get excited about them. Yeah. But on the other hand, we've got the Dolphins. They've answered the questions we needed them to answer. They've gone and knocked off a team bound for the playoffs. Their styles stacked up against a team that is going to be in the playoffs. It was the Cowboys, but I'm still excited by them. I think we saw enough from them. Tyreek Hill knocked up another 99 yards and always dangerous. He's probably putting his own nomination in for <laughs> MVP. But some bad news here, Waddle is likely out, Ooh. which I do think is a, a bad missing piece for mm. the Dolphins here. Cad, my question for you is, can the Dolphins expose anything in the Ravens that can give them a chance to win this game? Okay, I think first off, let's say Dolphins aren't at home which is it is a, dis, a disadvantage for them. And they're one of the few teams that really do play better at home, just like the Cowboys. I think the Ravens, they, when we talk about that 49ers game, yes, they destroyed them, but it was they destroyed the defense because Purdy also then gave them every opportunity to score there. So I, I know we haven't seen the end of that battle. The Dolphins, however, I just don't think they have it all. And I, I like their plays. I like their run game. I like their pass game. It's their defense I'm concerned about containing Lamar, as we all with, are with all defenses out there. I really think the Ravens stay in control here. And I think the Dolphins, yes, they beat the Cowboys. That was excellent. It was a home game for them. I don't know if they can go toe-to-toe with the Ravens here. I, um, I saw the Lamar is averaging like 6.7 per, per run now. Wow. Yeah, okay. And it's, uh, that is some scary stats. Like He is an absolute beast of a player. And he just creates so like the the run game of the Ravens has actually been down a little bit, which is a surprise. You're not getting a lot out of Gus Gus the bus. Yep. Um, but it's they're just so you look at these two styles, don't you? And you think the flamboyant sort of you know that high flying sort of Dolphins look against that just bang them up Ravens. Like how can they really stack up against this <laughs> defense? You know, we did see um, Ceedee Lamb. He picked up 100 yards against this defense last week. So maybe Tyreek Hill is the factor here. But I find it really hard to move away from our number one seed, the yeah, Ravens. Go to go Ravens. I really enjoy Zay Flowers, by the way. Oh, he man. Is, yeah. And also, you so see good. how excited he is to do a celebration dance on his He's touchdowns. So, he, 
when you see him and Odell Beckham together, it is like the cutest thing. I think it's like big brother, little brother. <laughs> yeah, but Odell like hates his little brother, but loves him at the same time because <laughs> he has to explain like what he was doing. I was stealing the presents. I was putting him in the sack and running down. <laughs> like it's like okay, okay. Yeah, well, I, I think, think all of Zay's victory dances do need explanations at this yeah, point, and, so and I hope they become more convoluted and <laughs> just difficult to to figure out. This um this matchup is also a um home house battle. Oh, it's a derby, is it? Yep. So we've got a Ravens versus a Ravens versus Dolphins. So I'll leave it for them to wrap this one up for us. So this is the least with the um Dolphins. We're bloody amazing. I have amazing taste. Dolphins <laughs> win thirty to twenty four. Modest. And then we'll roll modest it. There. We'll, yep, modest. And then we'll roll over, roll it over to Phoebe here. I picked a great team. We're in the playoffs. Ravens will win 32 to 28. Wow. Yeah. I think, uh, is it Phoebe? Yep. I'm going to have to go with Phoebe on this one. But I think that score is too close. I think the Ravens will have it 32 to 20. Yeah. So even the flavor of like, could be very close to that Philly score again. I mean, sorry, the 49ers score again. It yeah. could be. But it's, let's see. The Dolphins can pull out some games, so let's see how they match up against the big boys now. The most annoying thing about this is the entirety of Australia won't see this game because it's what on time f- is it? 5 a.m. on New Year's Day. <laughs> like, unless oh. you're still awake, I just don't no, think I you're going to catch this I reckon 10% of the nation will see this <laughs> one, Ken. <laughs> they won't remember the score, though. Oh, God, I'm so excited for these matchups, and they just get better and better going into the final weeks before the playoffs. Homie, speaking of, should we have a little look? at the playoff picture. We sure should. Okay, Kat, it's the business end of the season and we, as we said, we're going to have a little look at the conferences and see if your team is positioned to make it or not to the playoffs. Um, what I'll start you off with, Kat, you, you control the AFC here, mate. Who has clinched their spot in the playoffs so far? Okay, reminder for everyone there. Who has clinched it? The Ravens are number one at the moment. They've clinched in the AFC North. The Dolphins are the only other AFC team that have clinched in the AFC. One's 12 and three. The other is 11 and four. So it is tight contention. And I guess with that Ravens-Dolphins game, you can really tighten up who's going to go through. It's still a fight. We don't know for sure. But from that point, we go in the hunt. People who haven't clinched it but are close enough. The Chiefs at nine and six. Now, even if they lose this this game, there's still an 85% chance of getting it. They're going to go through. There's no doubt about that. They will be in the playoffs. Going from there, the Jags, first in the AFC South, all tied up right now with the Colts and the Texans. That's still up for grabs. Browns, they'll certainly be going through. They're second in the AFC North under the Ravens. And the Bills in the AFC East, they're trending up. They should be in there. They're second in the AFC East below the Dolphins. And then, of course, the Colts are fighting it out there. Beyond that point, you kind of get to the maybes and ifs and yeah, the probability who's hanging on, rate. Cad? Who have we got hanging on? Who have we got hanging on? Well, the Texans, as I noted, they're still in that battle in the AFC South. The Bengals, funnily enough, if they win this game this week, they're 58% chance. They're still hanging on. That would be the third AFC North team to make it in. Below them is the Steelers at the fourth AFC North team that could make it in. And then you've got the Raiders and the Broncos who are basically fighting each other for any chance of making it. If they lose this week, though, they're completely eliminated. So it's a tough one in the AFC, and it's a lot less locked down. There's a lot more things that can happen. And as Holmey said, 
as we talked about at the top of the show, if you win, that's only the first step. You need a lot of other people to lose for you, yourself to get a chance there. What I like the most out of this one is Jacksonville Jags, Colts and Texans, all eight and seven. Yeah. So every game is important for them. Win or loss, you you go a long way. So it's going to be really interesting if they can, these three teams, who will make it out of those ones. Yeah, you really need to focus just on the AFC South and the AFC North and how that is tracking. You can look up the standings on Google and just see where they are in the order because that is going to dictate who makes it into the wildcards. All right, homie, over to the NFC where you've got a lot more teams that have clinched compared to the AFC. Yeah, it's a lot different story over here in the NFC. They've, uh, we're really only tracking those in the hunt now, but I'll, 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 clinch, I'll run you through those who've clinched the spot. So the Detroit Lions have obviously won their division. They're through. Uh, we've got Sam Fran, who's obviously won their division. They're through. So that's the NFC West and the NFC North done. We move on to NFC East. Now, it hasn't been clinched. Philly and the Cowboys, but because of their winning record, 11 wins for the Philly and 10 for the Cowboys, they're both guaranteed to be making it to the playoffs. It'll just be the order. Yeah, the only only thing that matters there is if you win your division, you get a home game in the playoffs. Correct. Which for the Cowboys is very, very, very very important. Very important. (laughs) So that's why they're currently sitting at number five at the moment. So they're not getting a home berth. So they'll be really fighting for that. It's a big, important one. And then... Ooh, There's only three spots left, isn't there? Yeah. So then we've got, we've got, obviously, we've got the NFC South to sort themselves out. And whoever wins that knocks out the rest of them, I think. Come on, <laughs> so, Bucks. Come on. Yeah. So it's over to you, Bucks. They're one game ahead of the Falcons and the Saints. And if they get that done, they're a sure thing here. So let's see if they can do that. And then we've got LA Rams, Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota, and Green Bay, all fighting around that eight. Eight and seven, seven and eight. So obviously they're the teams we're looking at to see if they can get a win this week and keep their playoffs chance alive. Yeah, the NFC West battle there with the Rams and Seahawks is super interesting because if the Rams win their game, 88% chance in. If the Seahawks win their game, 88% chance in. But if the Rams lose, they their numbers and probability drop dramatically. And we yep. want to see them in there. It all comes up to lineup. So if you're going to be looking at these divisions, you've got to see who's matching up and who can come through. You just imagine there's some sort of war room in the NFL right now with red strings attached to everything because it's all linked and it's a complete mess. But there's only one thing you can do, Cad, and that's you got to win to keep them all alive. So that's it. Oh, currently, all storylines are alive until they lose. So except let's for about, get into this game. Except for Ooh. about eight teams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We didn't go through eliminated, <laughs> all right? <laughs> <laughs> we've only got an hour episode Can't yeah, that's true that's true we should wrap it up I did want to mention the NFC we did say they have three playoff spots up for grabs for clinching the AFC has five that's why that's all still up in the air and a bit more complicated do you think is there a better divi- like conference this year because I think the AFC has been the dominant conference for the past I don't know three four years now the NFC is just turning it up I, I find it hard I, I just find them both interesting in different ways and so i kind of like (laughs) the nfc did look like the lower class sort of one it was just like oh come on guys get it together (laughs) you know be a bit prettier like the others give us some entertainment but they have really entertained me in the last half of this season and i think you know that top echelon now are pretty 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 good and it's like i think the top four match each other really nicely cat i feel the nfc is a team a conference of great defenses like niners eagles lions cowboys 
Like they do have different vibes, don't they? Yeah, they really do. It's like more playful in the AFC, AFC to me. It feels like the AFC is offensive best, like offensively based, and the NFC is defensively based. Even though I'm sure that's not true, and you can pick that apart. It's just the vibe I get. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Maybe I'll I'll think about it a bit more, and I'll give you some commentary next next episode. <laughs> Because I'll try to describe them. Let's see if we can give a... What's those things that we do? Headlines? Yeah, <laughs> no, you know when you're, um, you try and give something, it's like... Uh, 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 <laughs> you're right. When something's like something else. A metaphor? Metaphor. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Or an analogy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I are going to go I off the English uh, class to try and brush up on our terms and, and glossaries here. But let's wrap up this episode uh, because I think the Browns-Jets game is about to start, so we need to get this episode out pronto. Oh, yeah, let's go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your journey, we've got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, review and follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt, as well as TikTok. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, homie. Go Browns, mate. Go Browns, baby. Not something I thought I'd be saying at any yeah, point no, during the season. I can't even believe I bought a hat wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to put it on today. I'm to put it on. 